So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. episode is brought to you by the crisp copy class part course part community or class join smart funny brilliant businesswoman including me i'm in there too and learn to write your own website and email copy with style find out more at crispcopy.com.au when i launched the so crisp podcast i knew linda reed enova was on my hit list only what was i going to ask her to come and chat about the options are pr marketing facebook algorithms business coaching community building media mavenry and all cool hair I first learned about the concept of multi-potentiality at ProBlogger in 2015, where a lady called Emily Wapnick from PuttyLuck.com took the stage and told us our perceived flaky and immature behavior actually had a place. I'm pretty sure she changed some lives in the room that evening and gave a whole lot of people permission to be exactly who they were. Now, Emily describes multi, being a multi-potentialite as someone with many interests and creative pursuits. Um, multi-potentialites generally have no one true calling the way that some specialists do because being a multi-potentialite is their destiny. They have many paths and they pursue all of them, either at the same time um, or one after the other or both. When I met Linda Reed Enova and found out all of the amazing things that she does, I immediately, in my head went, oh my God, that's what a multi-potentialite looks like. She totally knows everything about everything. Um, multi-potentialites thrive on learning and exploring and mastering new skills, um, which is totally 100% Linda. So yeah, when I met Linda, I was like, oh, I know, I, I know, I recognize a multi-potentialite in that lady and because it, it describes her to a T. Give us a list of all the things that you do in any given businessing week. Oh my gosh, in any business thing, we got even today is an interesting day. So <laughs> in the corporate world, they call us project managers. Right. <laughs> That's not anywhere near as exciting. Because we like projects. Yeah, right. No, look, from my point of view, I like having my, my hands across a particular area of projects. Um, I don't like being focused in on, I'll say this really honestly, um, on the admin or the delegating or the, the managing side of things, I need to create stuff as well. So my need to create has always been there. So my need to make new products, new services, new things. Um, but to give you an idea, just even a rundown today. So today we started with talking about print proof for the business life planner, um, promoting the ball, a conversation with the lovely Elle, who um, just about general random stuff. Uh, <laughs> a, um, and that was all before coffee. Uh, <laughs> uh, then after coffee, it was checking in on the Facebook group, making sure things were flowing in the right way there. Uh, quick trip to the Cairo to put my back and everything back together so that I don't, you know, can continue to do the multiple crazy things that I do at once. Um, then we've gone to a, a skills webinar this morning, a sick child home, couple of promotions being done and a potential contract landing on my desk for me to project and do more multi stuff um, to, okay, now it's time to talk to Jay. Yeah, <laughs> so, cool. All yeah, right. So just a couple of things then. That's what my life is like, but I like my life like that. You know, yeah. I like the ability. I can't run like that all the time. And I want to straight that from the very start. Yeah, good. I can't do that all the time. You know, this is what I call November is my crazy month mm -hmm. uh, where I don't, you know, I do things at a ridiculous pace. Um, mm. But come December 15, I'll be 
you know, going, right, where's Christmas? Where's that uh, eggnog? And, yeah. and <laughs> I'm food. out. And I'm out. And I'm not yeah. talking to anyone. Yeah, nice. So, so tell us the businesses that you do have a hand in. Yeah. Okay. Tell us so the list. The business that I have a hand in starts with our parent company, which is currently being set up and branded. We, we had a parent company and it didn't really fit where we grew to. Um, so Clive and I used to have a company called Enova Consulting and I used to have a company called ThoughtSpot PR and we used to consult separately and do all sorts of things differently. We now have brought that under one brand and one group called Enova Group. Mm-hmm. Um, suits both of us, covers the group of stuff that we do. And by chance it landed into, that was what we called our school on Thinkific when we built our Thinkific community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that became our overall arching parenting brand, which is the consulting and business strategy firm that we do. And, you know, I'm talking to people at the moment who had the rebrand of that site going, okay, I want Clive's stuff to be strategy, but I want my stuff to be impact. Impact is what I do. Mm-hmm. And like, Isn't that marketing? No, impact. <laughs> because I don't like boxes, okay? <laughs> um, you know, boxes don't work for me, you know. If you give me a box, I'm going to make it 10, 20 times bigger to cover what I want to cover. Yeah, nice. Um, so we, we do that. Um, I run a, a the Facebook group. Most people know me for the Facebook group Business, 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 which is sitting on about 28,500, heading towards 29,000 members mm-hmm. as we speak, which is a community where I can see business owners do amazing things on mm. a regular basis. So that's that's the other one. So. We then have Media Connections, which is our media hub for small business owners to get in there and, you know, be able to share their story with the media. Um, up until late this year, I, we ran a parenting site called Family Capers and that was my introduction back into the other side of the media from PR. Mm-hmm. And I worked out that small business owners needed an indication of when they needed to submit content, um, right. when they needed to get their story out there, when they needed to to do that sort of stuff. And Media Connections is that. I call our, our media prompt on our Monday uh, um a weekly nag but it is a, a bit of an update for people <laughs> we need a weekly nag i love your emails that come through and he's like can you write anything about halloween i'm like can i probably can I? could i you probably could. could you could um <laughs> you know but that's the thing isn't it as business owners you don't always get time for those ideas yeah. and now, then you see good things coming out ideas. on facebook and you yeah. think oh why didn't i think of that like why wasn't i ahead why wasn't i ahead of that game so yeah, you do that. yeah. exactly so but I think the biggest thing amongst all we do and what I love doing now, and, you know, Jay, um, there's so many members inside this space is the marketing circle um, where I teach other business owners how to market. Mm-hmm. Um, I love nothing more than my two calls I get a month with those with the group because nice. they all come in and give me ideas and talking about what they're wanting to do. Yeah. So ideas, as I discovered at Artful was my way of saying it was my superpower when I asked people asking what my superpower. Oh, nice! So yeah. ideas are my superpower. Um, that's coming into a t-shirt soon. I need that t-shirt. <laughs> uh, so, you just, know, just add fashion designer to the list oh, of no, labels. Yeah, I just, just need it as a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> but you know, the idea about what I wanted to do was I wanted to help other people with ideas. So, you know, brainstorming sessions are one of my favourites favorite mm-hmm. services to offer small business owners you book in a call here and i'll throw the ideas at you write them down quickly and then yeah either you want my team to action them 
yeah. or I'll help you action them or you get yeah, nice. for yourself. So. Do you find that that helps with, I, I think so. I'm a bit of a natural mentor teacher and I've discovered that when yeah. I didn't used to be able to deliver copy without basically giving people a lesson on next time they wrote their copy, they should do this. And I basically give them an entire consulting call down in the <laughs> comment section of their copy. And, you know, yeah. most of them probably went, I don't want to know all that stuff. Um, so I had to funnel that in a different way. But the great thing about being able to offload all those good ideas is that you don't have to implement them all. <laughs> so, you know, if I've got other copywriters that are like, oh, I really love this and I can do this and I can do this, I'll be like, oh, good. You know what you should do? Try yep. this and this and this and this. And then I'm like, good, that's my great idea that I had sitting there that I now don't have to go be that person. I don't have Some to other copywriter is going to go be that person. And I love I think, that. I think that's what we're going to realize when we come with, as ideas people, we don't actually have to action every idea. Yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah. You can create them, you can brainstorm them, and then you can go, ah, oh, that's not going to work. Or yeah. you can, can handle them, them to brainstorm someone else. them, act it out, and work out that it didn't work and go, okay, well, next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, or you can give it to other people. That's one of the things I found. I started yes. a, a love job a couple of years ago with a photographer called Perth Hill Stories and it was so fabulous and it just went gangbusters. And then the photographer moved away and then I started another love job because my multi-potential art needs to have love jobs. Love jobs um, so then I started How Dare She and so I needed to give Perth Hill Stories away, which was really difficult because it's your baby and you built it. Oh, yeah. like, would anybody else like to run this thing exactly the way that I would? Oh, no, hang on a sec. No, you can go run it the way you want you to want run to do it. it. <laughs> it's okay. I can let it go. But I think that that's, that's a really important part of having all those ideas. Like if you're recognising yourself in this conversation going, oh, I think that might be me, that's one yeah. of the tactics to really make sure that you can give away some of these great ideas. Um, I think absolutely one, of, do yeah. so. <clears throat> one of the other risks that multi-potentialites face, um, according to Emily, is um, boredom. So do you suffer from coming up with new ideas oh, and then absolutely. having to shell them? And because you're already quite oh. committed, like you have a lot of, you have commitment to a lot of other projects. So how do you kind of battle, how do you combat uh, boredom? But that's called project management. So that's probably <laughs> where my corporate life comes in really, really well. Right. So as much as I am very, very good at where I am, I also got, you know, having a corporate career by the time I was 30 that most people would be jealous of, um, gave me that really opportunity to sit there and go, okay, well, uh, what are, where's my boundaries? And I yeah, know right. my boundaries incredibly well. And that's part of the joys about, um, you know, having a journey where I'm, at, you know, I'm anemic. So I know where my iron levels can push me to. I've had endometriosis. I know where my body can go. Yeah. So my boredom comes into, okay, well, I can handle that project or I can handle this other project coming in. Um, what I, the, for those of you who've seen, I launched the five minute marketing ideas cards this year, which are a whole heap of ideas that people can market in business. Um, so that they can take action in small steps to market their yeah. business. The yeah. next thing, next two series of those, and I only get to touch these now, even though I really wanted to touch them in February when I launched <laughs> these cards, was the PR ideas, the content creation ideas, and the blog and the blogging blogging for business ideas. So these are all particularly different sets of actions that people can take to move their marketing forward in their business. Mm -hmm. But boredom in me could have could have had those next two lots come out yeah right because the minute you feel like, a little bit like mm -hmm, yeah. what can i do yeah. now you could have gone well i've got those cards to do yeah so what's happened is we've strategically placed it and that's where we plan out things like our calendars and we do and the strategy comes into most probably yeah, right. the multi-potential in me of okay well the time to do that is here 
Yeah, right. And the okay. time to do that. Oh, that's a yeah. good, that's a, I like that combating boredom with a bit of strategy. Because strat strategy requires some brain power too. You, mm. you can use up a bit of your creative brain power in another way. Um, so and talking about the media, the PR stuff, media connections um, has been a little bit of a go-to for people wanting to get their stories and their faces out in the world. Yes. When, you must see so many people that, that would really benefit from that kind of thing. But what do you see people doing that gets in the way of them kind of making waves and being found in the media? Uh, okay. What do we do to ourselves? This, uh, what we do is we're often not sharing our story mm -hmm. or not sharing it early enough. Okay. Okay. So bear in mind, we're in a, we're, you know, early November and here was, we're talking now and I'm now I'm dating the podcast. So apologies for that. Um, <laughs> Christmas media is already taken up. Yeah, right. Okay, so Christmas. Oh my God, that's horrendous. Really? So, you know, <laughs> unless it's an online gift guide, but your print media is already hitting the shelves. Yeah, you know, right. You walk out next week and you're going to see how to make Christmas cakes, how to make all of that sort yeah. of stuff on, on the shelves. So that stuff is taken care of. So with the media, they're normally 90 to 120 days ahead of time, especially when we're talking print magazines and all okay. those sorts of things. Um, even us in BBB, we're now heading to the second week in December for yeah. articles. Right. Um, by Hopefully by the end of next week, we're at the end of December. So we've finished editing our December component mm -hmm. of articles. And that just gives you an idea, guys, about how far ahead the media is when, when you're supplying things. Now, it's not saying they can't be responsive to something that's going to pop up and maybe squeeze it in. Yeah. Your chances of getting squeezed in means the story has to be really, really good or you're right. an advertiser. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. That makes really good sense and is also kind of horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a change in psyche. You know? yeah. It's a change in that mental approach of going, well, I want to work with the media and it's not going to hurt your marketing to be that far ahead of time mm -hmm. and plan oh, that sure. process and strategy. Yeah. Um, so bear that in mind because if you're going, okay, well, I want these stories to drop here, then the rest of your marketing message can be created around the, to drop around, around that, the same yeah. that particular stage of time. So you're actually ahead with your marketing message. Yeah, too, and that's a really that's really good advice because one of the things that I found when I started getting booked out. So I'm booked out till February next year, which well is done. great. So thank you very much. Uh, um, but um, one of the things that I learned a couple of years ago when that started happening, when I started to have like a four-week wait list and then a six-week wait list and an eight-week wait list, is that everybody, when they're, um, when they're marketing themselves, as soon as they, you know, as soon as you have eight weeks worth of work as a freelancer, you, you breathe stop. out a little bit. You're like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm ripped. You, you cannot. Can't. That is the time that you have to market the most heavily so that you yeah. continue to have... Um, you know, people on your wait list waiting to work with you because we all breathe out at that point and think, oh, thank goodness, I can pay my yes. bills in the next fortnight. Um, exactly. That's when you have to really ramp up your marketing rather than letting it slide. And I see so many people do that. You see them, you know, they've fallen off the Facebook groups a little bit yeah. and you haven't seen them for ages and then suddenly they're back and they're hustling for clients because you know that they've had, you know, a couple of good months and then all that, you know, you, you, you're forgotten. People, you're not front of mind anymore. People have just forgotten that you even exist. And more to the point, your desperation comes through. Oh, yeah, that's not pretty. The best time, oh, no, it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> the best time to market yourself is actually when you're fully booked. Yeah. And bearing in mind, marketing doesn't have to be buy my stuff. Marketing yes. can Ooh. be educational. It can be tip-based. It can be sharing your knowledge and expertise. It can be turning up to a networking function and just reminding people that you're there. Yeah. Yeah, your I have a really good, I have a really, yeah, sorry, go on. Days. Your best marketing asset in Facebook groups is tip days. 
So if a group I love that. Days, go and share your knowledge. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome advice. That expert advice day. That's brilliant. You just like step up and you're like, hello, get me the spotlight. I have something to say. <laughs> I love those because everyone's wanting the tips, you know, yeah. they come for those particular days. Yeah. And I say that to our BBB members, don't push your product, show your expertise. Yeah. yeah. I think show that's the next one. Good advice, Linda. Oh my gosh. You should do this marketing thing for a living. Oh, maybe I will. <laughs> Um, so um, I was reading about multi-potential arts. One of the blessings of having multi-potential art personality is the ability to translate quickly between modes. So quickly yeah. between modes of thoughts, of practice, of concepts, um, and easily. From the outside, it looks like all your businesses are a little bit different. But what is yep. the common denominator between, say, like your PR um, they all company and like Facebook marketing? They all tell stories. Ah! <laughs> Say it again. I do. The people in the back. Yeah, right. That is it. It really is simple. People say to me, oh, you know, you've had such a diverse career. No, all I've really done is tell stories most of my life. Yeah. You know, when I was in sales and call centers, I tell a story. When I was in marketing, I tell a story. When I was troubleshooting for large organizations, I'd tell the story and get people to tell the story with me. Yeah. Um, Awesome. PR and marketing is all about telling a story. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the best sales is telling a story. Somebody was saying to yeah. me the other day, they were in a co-working group with me and they were picking apart my emails because I said, this is one of the, you know, this is one of the great things about signing up to people's email lists is that you can save it all for a swipe file. So what do you see about, so I sold an email marketing intensive yeah. day, um, pretty much in 24 hours, we sold about 88% of the tickets or something in the well first done. 24 hours, just in marketing, no Facebook advertising, nothing. Um, and I said, what do you see about the two emails that I sent you in those first 48 hours? And she was like, neither of them say, I have a thing, please buy it. It's like, here's a story about when I met Lauren in the front, in my front garden and she sold me an aqua bowl and we had this discussion and then this happened and then this happened. And by the way, now we're working together and here's the thing that we've delivered. Yep. And it, that people read that email because it was a story and then they clicked on the button and then they bought the thing. It's not, it doesn't have to be salesy or sleazy or spammy or any of those things. No, absolutely not. And I think we need to understand our markets too. And mm. I say this when, you know, I work with, with brands and tools and products and, you know, I'm ambassador for lots of things internationally. Um, but the reality of it is guys, we work in the Australian market is a, it's actually a lot more distrusting than any other market. <laughs> Which is why stories gets around the logic, Which right? Which is why stories work around yeah. the logic, why showing your expertise, showing your knowledge, showing all of those sorts of things really pays off. Yeah. Um, but bearing in mind being you. Yeah, okay. I Yay. have never, ever <laughs> apologised in my career for who I am. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to work out that who I was was okay. Yes. Um, but, you know... Once I worked out that, you know, and I say this, that teaching wasn't for me because I would have ended up the bitter and twisted old teacher in the marketing call center that I was in. You know, I was really, really lucky with some bosses. But being you and my ability to see stuff, um, and this is, you know, where the multi-potentialite comes in, my ability to see what's going on in that that corner over there of the organization, that corner in there, all that tone in that email or that tone in that Facebook post isn't as Mm -hmm. normal as it would be for that Mm -hmm. person. I wonder what's going on there. Mm leads to some amazing opportunities yeah right um, oh, and i picked lovely. up the phone and called people i know i remember the first Facebook time you called person. me and i was like i don't even really know who you are no i, I mean i knew totally knew who you are <laughs> but i didn't think you really know who, who knew who i was and and then this phone call came through and you were like hi it's linda and i was like oh my goodness i feel like i'm having lunch with the queen <laughs> 
why are you calling me? It's so weird. But I love it. I'm a person. And then we were friends, right? Like after that, we were mates. We talked on the phone. That was it. Like it was never in a full-scale relationship. I'm a person just like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice though. It's nice. I I think it's one of those things that's missing. I find that really weird when people say, oh my God, I'm talking to you. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's what we do as humans. That's what we do. I'm a person just like you. So I find, I still find that component really weird. You know, I go into a room of people and I'm, you know, used to like hiding in the back of a room. I used to say that was always the publicist's job is to hide. Yeah, right. And, and read the room, what's going on. Unfortunately now, because not unfortunately, because I've built my own profile mm-hmm. and I had to step out of that, you know, PR publicist back behind the scene box. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're Linda Reed Enever. I am. I am Linda Reed Anava, you know, and I say that I thank the, the team that I was working with at the time that slapped a logo in front of me and said, there's your logo, there's your website, you're now a personal brand. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I spent my whole life marketing the brand, not the person. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Not how we buy anymore. So no, you've been described as the marketing go-to girl. You've probably, I yeah. think you've seen some things. I think you've seen some things, Linda. Uh, oh, what yeah. is the worst marketing advice that you've ever been given or you've heard somebody else being given? Because you must have had some clients oh, that come to you and gone, oh no, so-and-so said I should be doing this. Oh, and you've gone, what? Okay. It's breaching terms of service. It's my pain in the butt life existence. Um, it's people trying to get around the algorithm of Google or it's at Facebook or, or right. YouTube and breaching those terms of services and, okay. and trying to say, you know, let, run your business from your, from your personal profile, yes. put your logos in there, put your, put your branding in place and that sort of stuff. Yes, because pe- some people are getting away with it. It's fine. They're getting away with it, but you could be the one person that you doesn't get away with it. Yeah. And you then you're starting from situation scratch. situation that I was in weeks ago where I fell for a really cool scam. You know, it was a not really I cool. Couldn't really believe I couldn't believe that. I thought if, if anyone can, can't be taken, it would be you. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> just proves what a little sleep deprivation yeah. and some emails. And look, even when I reported it to Facebook, they said, that was a pretty smart campaign. I'm like, yeah, yeah right. I'm like, that's good because that makes me feel less of a dickhead now that how yeah. I get my page back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, this was a series of e- messages sent to my Facebook page, emails, indications that they worked with Facebook partnerships, all of those particular types of things. Now, the alarm bell did go off that this didn't seem 100% right. So I went and did some research and did those things. Guys, just bear in mind, that there's no easy way around anything. Mm, okay. Um, there is normally terms of service. So now, and you know, I used to do it anyway, but now I've got really particular about it. If there's any reports about Facebook, the first, first place I go is a Facebook newsrooms and Facebook blogs to find out. Yeah. What what so you're talking particularly about people using their personal profiles to market yes. their business, which is against Facebook terms. And do you know what else drives me insane? Those like and share competitions. Oh, like seriously, do people not think... For, for starters, we've yes. all ticked a box to say that we're not going to do that, right? And yes, then when exactly. our page is shut down, we're horrified that our page is shut down. But there are still some marketing people, some marketing experts, and I've just done air quotes because they're obviously yes, not, that's okay. telling people <laughs> that this is the way to go. Like, let's create a Facebook pod where we all go and comment on each other's posts and like, and then let's create a competition oh, where it's a and like and share. And they do it on you, Instagram, oh. they do it on Google, they do it I know. You know, there's all of these things. There is no beating the algorithm. If you take yeah, one right. thing away from today, people there is no beating any algorithm yeah how you how you work with the algorithm is to be engaging yes that's it and and it's surely that's more simple all of these social networks just want good quality content yeah okay good good quality content comes down to stories 
Nice. So stuff people can relate to. What Same do, with the press. That's all they want is a good story. Oh, good sales pitch. Good story. <laughs> okay, so that segues perfectly into what is advice that you would that you would like to leave folks who are listening. Yep. What's what's the advice that you'd give them? Tell your story. Tell yep. it well. Tell it not to sell though. Tell it to promote to promote your expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the why behind your business that'll see you in the media. It's the really cool thing, like you know, with um, even with you and Ella with how dare she, you know, that love project. That, you know, component um, for us, you know, at the moment, we're talking about the business celebration ball and about why we put a book together a ball for business owners. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole point about why we did that is because you don't get the, the office party that you used to get yeah. for someone else. Yeah. Um, so it's about the why is what's got the straight cred in, in the media. Um, one of our Media Connections members yesterday, there was a story opportunity to come through about um, dash cams. Mm-hmm. and and uh, reversing cams and, and what were their top thoughts now two of our members got to pitch on that one yeah um hopefully both of them will be included in the article on their thoughts one's a driving instructor one's a caravan um, oh, awesome trailer representative so it wasn't so much the, the pitch that got them their business that got them the pitch of what they do that got them the coverage but their knowledge and their expertise of the industry mm-hmm. that will get yeah. them that media coverage yeah. And that do you have any advice for um, other people who might think, oh, I might be a multi-potentialite? What's your advice for keeping all the balls in the air? Get without... your systems in place. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love my accounts team, but they keep me accountable to the money and the finance side of things of what we do. But the mm-hmm. systems are what takes it out of your head and turns it into reality. Mm-hmm. But it also allows you to evaluate it. Yeah. And, okay. and tell us about what you've learned about boundaries. What have you learned about boundaries? Ah, uh, see, I started all the things, girl. business when I was a love. And look, boundaries are really interesting. I started a business when Charlotte was about three months old. We started to build family capers. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby made too much noise in the shared office that Clive and I used to share, which I think was code for get out of my space. <laughs> Because, you know, bright, bubbly wife, you know, in your space with a baby and, you know, she was asleep. So I don't know how she was making too much noise. Yeah, I think it was you. (laughs) (laughs) We had never worked that closely together, you know, a desk, desk butting up to each other like we had. Yeah, wow. A couple of months. That was a weird. Oh, no. See, if my husband even sits with me while I'm working and he's, you know, doing meal prep or planning or whatever or going through the numbers or something, just the way that he breathes starts to I'm like, why are you breathing? <laughs> so we hadn't worked that close together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to work from the lounge or from the kitchen table or I had no defined workspace. Right. The biggest thing I can give you is have a defined workspace, have that boundary, especially when you work from home. And my whole team still to this day work from home. There's no one who works in an office. We all work from home. We all work remotely, wherever it suits us at that particular point in time. That's how I set this business up to run. Yeah. I wasn't going back to the corporate world. I wasn't going to require my staff to either. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so the reality of where we sit within amongst all of that is boundaries. So having a door, I keep saying it to most business owners. I think at most events, I, yeah, I think you said it out full too. Get a door. <laughs> you can't get a door, get something to cover the laptop or the workspace up with. So yeah. you physically have to lift something to make that boundary of going to work. Yeah, good. Um, I, when I dropped Charlotte off at school, I drop, I go out of one door and I come back in another door. Oh, interesting. When I go and pick her up, I do the same thing. 
I go oh, out of the door that I come into and from work each day yeah. and I go back, I go back in the other way. Yeah. Into your family home. A difference. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. I it like makes that. a physical difference in my head to where I am and what door did I just walk through? Yeah. To how I respond to the day. Yeah. Lovely. Cause and you don't I just have to remember that days go to shit. <laughs> good. Good answer. <laughs> And they do, they just yeah. do, and they're going to be days like that, but they're not every day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my geese are um, agreeing with you. Oh, good. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. I got the geese again. Yeah, George, George is like, yeah, right? That's terrible yeah. when your day goes to shit. Well, thank you so much and coming for coming and talking about um, your particular blend of personality and how you make that work in so many businesses. I think you're just fascinating. You know that I'm a huge, huge, huge fan and I really appreciate you coming and teaching us a couple things about being a multi-potentialite and doing it well. And just do you. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, this has been so crisp, and my guest has been Linda Reed Enova, who helps business owners tell their story so they can grow their audience through PR, marketing, and media. You may have noticed this is so not a regular nuts and bolts podcast about business. We're looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. May your day be as crisp as the speed of light with which Linda Reed Enova thinks and speaks. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant J. Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.